Hey everybody, welcome to the very next episode of Beers, Bourbon, Business, and Broskies. Sorry, I had to change it up this I time. I like that. Here we go. Um, welcome all. On this episode, we're going to touch on a little bit of productivity and managing yourself and how to get the most out of yourself personally and how Kenny and I set up ourselves to be productive and little tools, tricks, things we go about to try to get the most out of ourselves. As you've heard, Kenny is pouring a beer. Yes, sir. So, of course, we'll talk about beer and bourbon. Um, plus, at the very beginning, give a little love to our IG page. I mean, business and, was it business underscores broskies? Business and underscores. Something like that. We should probably know that before you, you think so. Uh, I think it's business it underscore and underscore broskies. And if you guys go to that, there's a link for our podcast, which obviously you know in there. You just, just follow the Instagram, and you'll be able to follow pretty much everything we do. And then, uh, obviously, go on, go on our podcast and like he's talking about, and hit subscribe to our podcast. And subscribe, obviously, if you're subscribing and just IG love, um, you can see what Kenny and I do throughout the week. We try to make this pretty integral to our lives, or at least trying to yeah, try as entertaining to, as we can along the way. Yeah, trying to be a little bit formal, but uh. So, that being said, we're going to... are we even drinking today? Well, all right, last episode, we talked about bourbon first. This one, do you want to do beer first, or do you want to do bourbon first? I'm kind of... My pick, I want to do the bourbon, because this thing's sitting here, and I'm kind of... I just all want right. to sip on this. Let's go with the bourbon. I, gotta, I need to fill this thing up pretty soon anyway, so... Did you already uh, started on that? The bourbon? Yeah. Yeah, we're all literally halfway done. Oh, I haven't even touched this. I was I was waiting for the inaugural sip until we actually got into it. Uh, no, I am mm. halfway done with that, and I just cracked my second beer. Mm. That is infinitely better than the one we were drinking previously. That high west stuff. The stuff is garbage. Oh, yeah, it's not that great. I mean, I wouldn't say it's garbage. It's that, that's garbage. Excessive. That's literally garbage. Gar- dude, garbage. Dude, that was garbage. That was that was one of the worst things I've drank in quite some time. Garbage. Like I was contemplating, there's still half the fifth. I at my take it. You're more than welcome to. I was gonna put it in like a little spray bottle to clean my shower out because that stuff would probably peel any kind of varnish or anything <laughs> like that. Right, you act like you're talking about you're drinking Vlad's, okay? It might as well be. It was it's like the bourbon barrel, dude. That was bad. Dude, that it was, was bad. not the that bourbon not version. All right, so what we're drinking Vlad's. now it's Eagles Rare Bourbon, which is actually distilled at. Buffalo Trace. It's one of their, I would say, like, I guess they're different brands that they make. And we were doing a little research about this. And I didn't know this. Kenny didn't know this. But Buffalo Trace Distillery actually makes the Van Winkle, um, what would that be? Like, collection of, yeah, of bourbons. I, I wasn't I paying, all, paying attention at all when you told me that before the podcast. You realize I was literally sitting here going, like, hmm, Ken. Did you know the Buffalo Trace? To like, be fair, huh? I was watching TV and I wasn't paying attention. You're watching at all. some. Uh, what were we watching? Avengers. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I've never Civil seen War. whatever we were watching. You don't like Captain America, Chris yeah. Evans? I'm kind of disappointed. I in like that. the idea of Captain America, but Chris Evans is Captain America. You, saw. you know what they should do again? Cast a better actor. In lieu of Captain America, Captain Planet. Oh my God, dude, that was the best. <laughs> Yo, I swear not too long ago they made a movie or something about Did it. Did they? I'm pretty Captain, positive. Do you remember that? Captain. Yeah, he doesn't remember that. He if you, uh, I, I swear, just Google that thing. No, Captain Planet, live action, 2019. 
Oh my god, that's the best. Wait, what, what month? Um, I don't know. I'm pulling this up right now. That makes me so incredibly happy. Maybe that's what I saw like two Maybe. years ago. Yeah. <clears throat> um. Yeah, it was in 2018. They Captain posted something. Planet? Wait, I'm trying to figure out who's going to star in it. Anybody that wasn't born in the 90s is not going to relate to this at all, but anybody that was born in the 90s is going to love it. All I know is, out. okay, I'm going to tell you this right now, and this could be complete bullshit, but there is a picture when you type in, when you type in Captain Planet movie, there's a picture of Leo. Nah, stop. There's a Look at the third one from, from the left. There's Leo. There's no way he's in it. That's that's fake news. <laughs> it's fake news. How dare the be if Leo was Captain Dude, Planet? Rich studies Leo's IMDb. He would have said something to me by now. He is studies Rich Christie. He's insane. He's insane. He I, studies it. So we're drinking the Eagles Rare. Hold on. I just want to take another sip of this because it's so good. It is pretty good. I won't lie. So it is. Here's a little bit about the stats. The cool thing about these is it's aged a minimum of 10 years, which is a long time. And you could definitely tell, like, the smoothness of, of it by drinking it. Um, it's incredibly smooth, and it's a 90 proof. What are you chuckling about over there? So, <laughs> Don Cheadle played Captain Planet at some point. Look at that picture, dude. <laughs> the picture is so bad. I know. We need to record it just so people can see things like this. Like, look at that. That is so bad. That can't be real, right? It, it has to be. No, but be, I saw something on it. It had to be a comedy. Well, you know what that looks like? You know what he looks like he's wearing over his shoulders? Like a Christmas tree skirt. <laughs> you know what I mean? The things you wear. He's just cut into like, <laughs> like a green yes. wig. Yeah, it was definitely a comedy. Uh, anyway, go on about the bourbon. I'm sorry for interrupting. Right, no, it's okay. What's your opinion on it? We got on Captain Planet. We could probably um, do an entire episode on Captain Planet. I know. Uh, but anybody outside the 90s wouldn't appreciate or even know what the hell we were talking about. Uh, what do I think about the bourbon? I don't know, man. I like you. I think it's good. Do you think everybody can hear Gunner just gnawing on this bone right next to us? Hopefully not, but probably. Probably. I'm going to have to try to edit all this out. But yeah, Gunner's just sitting over here. He's living his best life right now. We're sitting here drinking He's getting beer. old, man. You don't mess with him. No, and we're sitting here drinking beer. Why can't he have a bone? Yeah. I feel like it's only fair. It's like the good old boys club. Um, so I don't, I don't know. What are you thinking on this one? I like it. I think it's pretty good. Smooth. Eight. It's not whistle pig. There's not many whistle pigs out there. I, I would agree. To be fair, um, but I would say whistle pig was like a nine point five. Uh, dude, I love some whistle pig. Uh, but I would say this is a solid eight for the price point. Yeah, I'll give it an eight. I was gonna say without the price. If you made it a hundred dollars, I don't know. Yeah. Well, okay. We're judging it. It's not as good as whistle pig. It's not as good as whistle pig. Whistle pig is eighty bucks. If you made it, i But see, I'm not judging it off the price point. I think it just. I mean, you can if you want to do an overall. I'm just kind of going off a of taste right now. And I would say that's kind of a an 8. I don't know. I'm still going to go like a 7. A 7? Dude, you are a harsh critic. I mean, it's, it's really good. A 7? That's a good score. 7 out of 10. That's a C. You only missed 3 points. C's get degrees. <clears throat> C's do get degrees. Your degree in bourbon is not working out. All right. So, that's the bourbon we're drinking. Kenny is... I couldn't find a lot of stats on this thing. I was trying to dig it up, and there was really nothing. I don't know if just Buffalo Trace is one of their other bourbons that they make that they didn't put that much detail in actually going yeah, into. I have no idea. Like, I don't know what the mash is and everything else. I'm guessing it's corn, rye, and wheat, but I couldn't find any of that. 
And Kenny's not very enticed by the bourbon. Kenny just likes it because it tastes delicious. And it's pretty good. It's 90 proof, which is like a good it. number. I like the 90 proof. By the way, that Captain Planet movie's fan-made, so you just produced out fake news. Go on. It's fan-made? It says, bro. Where do you see that? I don't know. That could be long, too. Let's just wait and just figure it out later. Go ahead. I don't want to keep sidetracking this. We could, but it's Captain Planet. Go on. All right. So, after the bourbon, we're going to talk about the beer. And we went to... I wouldn't say the beer's Old Faithful, but the brewery is, and we went back to Southern Tier due to the fact that it was. You drank one of these Sunshine Daydream. I did. I had one of the Fatheads um, Sun, Sunshine Daydream Sessions IPAs, and we drank those. Well, that was a way back. That was like the second episode, which was pretty good, and I like yeah. that one. Yeah, Southern Tier is just one of those like I walk into a beer distributor and I can't figure out what I want to drink, and you get a variety pack of it. And I just get a variety sure. pack of it, and there's what four different beers in there or something. I used to have four, and I actually changed up where they give you five now, and there's 15 packs, and there's three apiece, which I think is a better variety. Yeah, I would agree. And I like how they don't, like in their Southern Tiers, like the one that we always buy, their IPA pack, or what's it called? It's like I-Packed or something like that. Yeah, I don't know what it's called, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah, but it's not other, like, standard beers. You don't get, like, the, oh, Southern Tier regular IPA beer, and mm-hmm. they're, like, yeah, it's like anytime you buy like a Sam Adams variety pack, oh, dude, it's like, I hate Sam here's Adams. the fucking Boston Lager. It's like, dude, chill. <laughs> Nobody likes the Boston Lager, okay? I hate Boston Stop Lager. It in, like, he's, it's like the only way they can sell Boston. Have you ever seen a case of Boston Lager by itself here? No, I've never. I've never. Not never. once. I've never. Not once. That's always because they always sell them where. I think I've been buying beer since I was like 17 because I look old as shit. <laughs> I've never seen Boston Lager, ever. Never. Unless it's forced down your throat in a variety pack. It is. And you get the. Uh, the 12 pack that only has four different types of three and of course what 25% of the the pack is that shitty Boston lager it's so hard and then they throw something else in there like they have their winter one and where it's like, like this chocolate block one. yeah like dude bro, like, I, I don't, don't want, want the chocolate, chocolate block, block. Yeah. I don't it's awful I would say that at this point the only beers I like from them is their Oktoberfest is good dude I love their Oktoberfest good but like I feel like there's better Oktoberfest out there that I would just not buy theirs yeah uh, their winter lager is damn good I would agree with you. Winter Lager is awesome. So I can easily skip October. Fest. Plus, they come, dude. Oktoberfest comes out in like September now. It's like, dude, I don't want a fucking Oktoberfest when it's ninety degrees out. That's true. Give me an Oktoberfest in fall. Yeah, but it is fall. I mean, when's fall? Yeah. When's the official like sort of fall? They come out with their shit like right after Labor Day. I swear. Yeah. Anyway, you also start seeing Christmas decorations in October. Different argument for a later time. I'm still saying that they're pushing it for as early as possible. Yeah, it's annoying as shit. Porch Rocker. I don't like Porch Rocker. You don't like Porch Rocker. Put this way, I bought a case of Porch Rocker because Zombeck convinced me to do it. Oh, I Zombeck drank... also drinks Natterdays. Exactly. So why I listened to him, I don't know. But I, uh, I, I gave it to him, or no, I had like three or I had like three or four beers, and then I switched back to my normal, and then I gave him the entire case. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of Porch Rocker. I mean, it's it's not bad. It's like I like one I or it sucks honestly. One or two of them. What's the other one? Is it their summer beer? Their summer beer is summer ale or something like that. Yeah. But, dude, again, there's a million other yeah. good summer beers on, before that. Yeah, their, their same amount of summer ale is actually – pretty, it's pretty it's good. It's good. I've had I like it, it. It's kind of like a little lemonade. I'll just have a line of Cougar Summer Shaney. So I would have that over that. You're so basic. That's what we're I doing. I don't give a fuck. You and I are having – we're having an episode on White Claws because 
every time I open up my Facebook Dude, white page, white claws suck. I hate them. No, you don't. I had. I've you had told them. me you had one of the truly or yeah, whatever. They, they're just like white claws, and they suck. Okay, I've never had one. It tastes like dog shit. I think you and I need to put our expertise to the test. I had a case of Truly. I drank two of them, and I just gave it all to John. <laughs> did John drink it? Yeah, he drank the whole thing. Does he love them? Or does John just like it because he got him drunk? I think John just liked them because, you know, had alcohol free. on it, and he's seven foot nine. Yeah, so it's basically like drinking water for him. Yeah. And he's like, oh, thanks. I'll I drink this at the gym. Well, I don't like, like, flavored carb- carbonated water. I think it tastes like shit. Mm-hmm. Like LaCroix, that tastes like uh, fucking... Black and white static screen to me. That's what that shit tastes like. <laughs> it is super fizzy. It's so gross. Like the amount of fizz they put in the carbonation in that it's is. It's like it's like their their flavors are so watered down. It's like if I got hammered on this. What this is what their lime soda soda water tastes like, or carbonated water tastes like. If I got hammered on um, Tito's and lime all night, we just drinking Tito's and lime all night, and I woke up the next day and pissed. And it was bubbly, and you took a scoop of that. That's what it would taste like. That's not, That's an awful, like just that's an awful visual. Like. That's what it would. Taste How would you get the yellowness out of it, though? I don't know. Maybe <laughs> I drank a lot, and I was still hydrated. A lot of fuck on water. But what about the fact you can drink the white claws, and you're getting hydrated while you're dehydrating? I can also drink vodka and water and get hydrated when I'm. That is true. That is true. Just. Boy claws suck, bro. I think, we still, I think we need to have, like, an episode, though, just uh, where we bring them on. I mean, I'll do it, but, like, I don't... I'm not going to enjoy it. But there's a lot of hype about it right now. Every time I open some kind of social media, there's another white Dude, claw thing. there's also a lot of hype of jumping through tables. Do you think I'm going to jump off my roof Have you seen something on social media about jumping through a table? Do you not follow Barstool? I'm confused. No, I, I probably do you don't. follow Barstool Sports? Probably not. Oh my Dude, I was a God, social media bro. pariah for how long until Dude, you? Dude, were... oh yeah, you didn't have it all last year. I didn't have it all. Everybody last year. that follows the Buffalo Bills jumps off of t- the roofs and falls through tables. No, it's like the Bills mafia. No. remember right. how you would literally be like, "Oh, I want to send this to I'll you." I'll educate you offline. Um, what were we talking about? <laughs> beer? Um, the beer that we're drinking. How we went back to Southern Tears. So you're right, actually Southern Tears. You're drinking one that we brought up previously in the live session. Yeah, it's, it's proven. It's great. Is that your new go to? No. 2X is still my go-to. This is a variety pack, bro. I just had a 2X. Yeah, but you bought a whole case of the live session. And I bought an entire case of 2X at the same exact time. You need to buy a case of that 3X now. I don't know if I want to do that. <laughs> I just feel like uh, it's almost the same amount of alcohol and 2X tastes better. Really? Yeah. 2X is like my top two beer, maybe. What's top? All right, what's the other top? Another one in the top two. I don't know. Uh, All days? No. I don't know. Maybe 2X. 2X could be my favorite beer. Could I was going to say, favorite. I don't know anything else that you drink that frequently. Yeah, I love 2X. Like, I would... Did I already rank 2X? I don't think so. No, we, we have not brought 2X into the podcast. Yeah, I think 2X is my favorite beer, and that's... Do you want me to get you... A, we have 2X on hand right now. Do you want me to get you a 2X? Do you mean... How about this? How about right now, let's go bring a 2X out while you have the live session, and you can just give me a comparison. Okay, we can do that. You want to do that? All right, let, I'm, pu- I'm putting the mic down, so you're going to have to dictate for the next 20 seconds. What do you want me to dictate? I don't know. Talk. Unfortunately, I'm sorry, you guys. I can't find anybody else uh, better than Adam to uh, bring on the podcast, or I would. 
I just don't have uh, anybody else around. I think I'm just going to start recording these across the globe and finding people that I can bring on and have as guests and just leave Harrison in the dust. I understand. I read the comments. I read the emails. Uh, so I'll get rid of him. Oh, you're back. Go ahead. Oh, were you, were you talking? <laughs> Kidding. Um, I would never. Yeah. So I'm, what I'm are we doing here? Relief. I should have got a beer for myself. I fucked up. Um, you can go give him another 20 seconds. I can give another 20 seconds. Okay, we're going to give suck. another 20 seconds of Kenny's monologue. So back to how Harris sucks. I understand that uh, you guys think he talks too much and you want to hear more from me. You know, unfortunately, I'm just more laid back. I like to ask questions and listen to, and figure out you know, how what makes Harris tick. And that way you guys can all dissect him. So tell us in the comments what truly is wrong with him because we both know there's a lot. You got your beer? I do have my beer. Right. It's on my microphone. I'll be right, uh, right next to you. So we're going to do, uh, we're we doing the 2X first. Or do we do all this right. other So we're sitting there and we have, first. well, I feel like the 2X would be better first because just the live session would, I don't know, go 2X first. <laughs> Got to let that bourbon go down first. 2X first. Oh yeah, because we can go farther down this rabbit hole. Like, hey, let's let's put two beers in the bourbon together because you know one isn't enough. I think uh, two X though. This might be my favorite beer. It's like the perfect of just everything. All right, so why don't you read? What's the uh, alcohol content on two X? What is this nine? No, no. eight point eight point two, right? 8. Yeah, because 2? the three X was like what 3X 9. is nine. Yeah, three X is nine point five. This is eight point two, I believe. Right? Yeah, it is. What does it say on the side of the can? Um, I don't know. 8.2. There you go, genius. Bitch, I knew it without even looking at the cancer. Yeah, because I put it in your ear. Whatever. Because you did what? I put it in your ear. Well, because I drank a hundred of these. Oh, good. What, I'm glad you're proud of that. I'm almost 30. It's not that many. You are almost 30. So are you, bitch. No, no. All right, we'll do the 2X first. All right, come on. Like that to me, that's just... It's smooth. It's got a nice 8.2 behind it. Mm-hmm. It's freezing cold because, you know, I crank up my I refrigerators. Hate I hate you. Um, dude, you were outside of my garage. I know, you're right. Opening up your my beer fridge, and you're like, how is your beer fridge in your hot garage so much colder than my fridge in my kitchen i'm like dude i don't know i completely I just acknowledge that it makes will pay no for sense. more electric to have quarter beer that's but it but see i can't physically turn up my fridge any cooler. don't think that's true we'll look at it next time we're over it's fine you can don't think it's true but that 2x dude oh, i think i'm gonna give that like uh, a. oh here we go here we go wait hold on before you do that because i don't want you to get your your signals all crossed you off taste baby taste. i know but i don't i mean what did you give the uh 3x I think 8.4. What? 3X? Yeah. No, it was like 9 point something. No, 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 so no. So it's 3X? Yeah, you give it an 8.46 something. Oh, I thought you said the alcohol rate. Alcohol, alcohol, oh, yeah. The the alcohol on the 3X was yeah, 9.5, but you gave the overall rating with an 8. Oh, we're in the 9s with 2X. This is my favorite beer, bro. All right, so what's the Kenny Miller um, beer rating scale on the 2X? Dude, I think this might be my favorite beer of all time. I'm going to say... So when we're set for good measure. 
I'm going to say a 9.798. 9.798. I think it's going to say. So that's a 9.8. in case I taste it so better. That's beer. a 9.8. Basically. Almost. almost. If we're rounding up, that's a 9.8. Don't round up. But almost. That's an A plus. Yeah. So uh, we haven't even had another one that's in like an A to dude, begin with. This beer is incredible. Hmm. It's incredible. It's eight point two. I don't know what the IBUs are, but I'd imagine they're not close to the three X. I can't find it. Yeah, probably because uh, they're that good. They but be. you can drink them and not like it doesn't taste like you're drinking a lot of alcohol. You know what I mean? Like when you get some of those beers. Yeah, but that's dangerous. <laughs> it's very true. It's very dangerous. That was really delicious. The, yeah, I'm a, I'm a fan of the two X's, but you got to be I mean, careful dude, for drinking a beer them. that has that much alcohol in it. The drinkability is ridiculous. It is like it's nice and smooth. Plus, instead of having 14 Miller, Miller lights, you can have like, and especially too, like you can get a lot of those beers that are the high alcohol content and the porters and the stouts that are like you smooth can have like two because yeah, but they're, 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 they're smoother. They're easier to drink. But down. you can have like one to two. What I'm saying though is that it's a lot harder to find a IPA with that high alcohol content that's that drinkable. I would agree with that. Yeah. So, all right, I can deal with that. All right, now let's go back to the live session. Is that what's in this cup? Yes. This blue cup? Yeah. It's smoother. I'm going to say, I mean, it's smoother, but it's not as good. I'm going to say probably, I feel like I rated this one time before. I'm going to say like an 8.214. 8.2. So it's a little bit lower than the 3X, but not by much. Yeah, I'm just going off of just, just straight taste. It's, it's pretty good. I mean, it's only 5.5, which kind of is useless. Yeah, it's like uh, it's like drinking water. Is it drinking a Miller Light? A Miller Light's four point three, I think. Oh, it's one percent more alcohol. Yeah, that's still a fair amount. But um, it tastes good. It does. I think it's a really good tasting beer. It's a good summer beer. Like I it's like delicious. I feel like the cooler the weather gets, the more that goes down. As the far as taste, is taste. Like, well, just like the rain, like two X. I can drink two X all year round. Yeah, that. Live session, I feel like I would only drink that during summertime. Does that make sense? Yeah, because it's a very, it's I would say, like, like fruity summer. Yeah, yeah, it's got a lot of citrus like yeah, notes to got, it. It's and like everything. a citrus IPL. Yeah, I would agree with you. So I'd only drink that like in the spring and summer months. Like I wouldn't drink that ever in fall, ever or winter. No, and then you get a lot. You wouldn't be able to find that probably in the winter either because a lot of times they it's start, gone. Yeah, well, yeah, they sell their porters or stouts, all that stuff like that. And it's harder to find the session ales and the IPAs. Yeah. So. Wow, you're drinking that. I am. I like this one. It's called the New Juice IPA. Yeah, beer's pretty good. Yeah, dude, that whole again. It's another light IPA by Sunsier. There, what's that one? Five point something? No, it's six. Six. It's six, but the IBUs are only thirty. Yeah, you can suck this thing down. You water. can, which is extremely dangerous because six is. I mean, it's not nine by or eight by any means, but it's. Significantly, it's light. Yeah, it's significantly more than a Miller Light, and it goes down just as smooth. I wouldn't want to know what the caloric intake would be with one of those, but... Shit, probably 200. Yeah, remember we were doing that last week? Mm. <laughs> you were sitting there and you were trying to track your uh, caloric intake for the week. 
and you pull it up and you scan the little barcode on yeah. those three X's and you're like, oh great, these are 240 calories yeah. a piece. Was it awesome? Yeah, miserable. Yeah, so that's the only thing about Miller. I wonder, I wonder when your calories balance out because like Miller likes 100 calories or something like that. Mm. But you have to have 12 of them. So this so thing is like 240. Then you can like five have like five of them. Then be same thing. Or it might even like I mean we probably have to do something like alcohol per volume to determine like how they go together, and then determine how many calories you get per alcoholic percentage, and then you could determine which one has more alcohol per, per calorie. calorie. Which, if anybody's a yeah, somebody smarter than me needs to do that. Statistician? That be word? Statistician? Statistician? I mean, statistician. Statistician? That feels weird. I feel like statistician would be the word. Could be Regardless, right. anybody hears this Again, and they want to link, I, um, oh, wait, you can shoot us a comment and be like, actually, here is the most dude, alcohol you know who, dense. Who would fucking do that? Who? He's like, he, our one friend who's in like finance and accounting and loves beer. Zombek? Yes. Zombek would totally do that. Zombek would totally do he that. He would. He would totally do that. So let's just have Zombek do it. I think we should do that. We should be like, Zombek, we need you to find out the most. He would do it. He'd probably do it. He'd probably know some fucking equation off the top of his head and we'd just do it. Oh, yeah. It would definitely be like an A, B, and C equation where you yeah, plug in a certain number and it would plug. Tough for him at all. Yeah. So I'm drinking the New Juice IPA, which, like we said, is 6% alcohol. It's a 30 IBU. And I like it. It's a good, it's definitely a good drinkable beer. It's one of those you're sitting around bullshit and you could drink it. I can't drink. I like those opposed to the 8.52s that you drink, the 2Xs, because I can't tolerate that. Cause, oh, I like them. Yeah. You do. I don't have the same um, liver capacity as you do, so I need to uh, tone down. I just like them, so I don't have to drink 17 of them. Like, oh, uh, if I drink Miller Lite, I'll drink four Miller Lights that that's why. Beer. See, that's why I'm a big wine guy, because I like wine. Uh, it tastes I don't like good. Wine. I mean, I do like really, really dry ones. Yeah, you love caps. Love caps. But uh, I like more lows a lot, too. Which, by the way, can we just talk about this episode and the fact that this is the first time I've touched alcohol? In Since eight the days. Last oh my god! <laughs> Everybody, I apologize. We're gonna post this episode, and it'll probably be episode seven. And if these go in sequential order, and this is the one following, you'll hear this one. But episode seven was a train wreck. Train wreck. Yeah, it literally looked like the Titanic. It made the Titanic look at like a mom dropping her kids off at school. Cause we were the Titanic and the iceberg was our hangover. Oh my god! I woke up the next day, literally dying. I remember walking dying. in the yeah, office. And I had Jameson the next day. Oh my god, bro! You know what the best part was, and you made me feel awful about it. Was I remember waking up at eight o'clock in the morning, and remember like in the hangover in the movie, they're like walking around like stumbling, just trying to get their bearings. That was me getting down my steps to get downstairs to like get water in me, and I texted you I'm like, I think I'm dying. You're like. Yo, bro, I feel fine. And then we came to a conclusion about noon. The reason we didn't feel that miserable... Because I think we were so drunk. ...is because we were still so inebriated. Dude. I'm not proud of that at all. It was not one of the... Um, I don't even know what happened. We were, like, we were going to have, like, two beers. We did. That was the and, best like, part. like, a glass of bourbon and just take it nice and easy, get a little light buzz, and then I'm going to head back, and we're just going to call it a day. And Then we went so far down the rabbit hole. Do you remember... Dude... Do you remember that conversation though beforehand where we were sitting there and we're like, yeah, we're like, we're not getting that fucked up. 
Yeah, we literally like let's have a couple drinks. And we and ate. We, we usually don't even. We eat. crushed food too. Yeah, I don't know what happened. I haven't been that messed up. In, I can't remember how long. I'm not proud of it. Yeah, I felt it for three days. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, and you kept drinking though afterwards. Well, that was a Thursday. The next day was Friday. <laughs> Why not? It's the weekend. I was like, might as well give. What do they call it? The hair of the dog. Yeah, exactly. Keep this train rolling. <laughs> might as well keep the train rolling. And Sunday, I'll just feel like dog shit. Oh my! I was so bad. Yeah. The thought of alcohol, excuse me, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday made me just want to throw up in my mouth. Did he get closer? Like why he did. He's inching. He's here? literally inching closer. God, such a piece of shit. What are you doing? Come here. Pull that thing over there. I'm going to. He's going to bring it right back. At least over. You can just edit out. Yeah. Lay down. Lay down. There you go, dick. Anyways, Anyways, so yeah, um, way too hungover. So this episode is this is the first time we've touched alcohol. This is a Friday night since last Thursday because that was bad. Way too uh, bad. So I guess we should dive into the business part. I um, guess these podcasts keeps getting longer and longer because I we know. keep just like talking, which I don't think is necessarily a bad thing. It's not like we're just it's irrelevant items. It's a little. You know, I guess we'll keep there. watching the numbers and see. Yeah, and see if the it is a good people. thing or bad thing. Yeah, and if you guys are commenting on saying that, you know, if you guys have opinions like, "Hey, we really, we really loved it when it was 25, 30 minutes," and you guys are getting a little too wordy, we're always open to constructive criticism, and we're trying to. We got we do this for you guys. So if you want to modify it a little bit, let us know, and we'll try to do that. So, so why don't we talk about? productivity and managing yourself and always you know i'm the light-hearted jackass when it comes to the beer bourbon in the first half hour of the show and then you get to the serious nuts and bolts of it when we get into the business so why don't you dive into it uh yeah so i mean it would make my life way easier if i just like outline shit but i just feel like that's not how i roll I need to just, like, give me a word and I'll just talk about it, right? I mean... You do. And that's why, I mean, you and I have different processes that I have to outline stuff. And I wouldn't say how you and I handle it is wrong either way. It's just we both are aware of how our brain works. Yeah, if I outline it, I wouldn't even look at it probably if you think about it. I look at it a little bit. You know what? Like, if you can see my outline right now, there's not, like, a giant sentence of what I'm trying to do. There's just, like, factual information that I want to touch on that obviously I can't just store my brain and pull right now it's just like okay here's a point i want to make and that's it and then move on to the next one and i kind of go on a tangent but yeah are you still picking your hair or do you get that like you know no i shaved that little last one off did you the last three last of the heekins um (laughs) oh productivity uh so i'm all one for working smarter or yeah working smarter not harder agreed so pretty much kind of how I run my shit, which is going to be different based off the industry and job, but pretty much like the week before, I'll set appointments for the following week. So like that Sunday, I'll look at reports, I'll look at everything I need to do and everything I need to get together. Uh, I'm in sales, so I sell to I sell to places that sell my goods. So I need to sell in, and they need to sell out, so I can sell back in. Does that make sense? That completely makes so sense. So I'll. Uh, so basically, I'll make these appointments. I'll say, hey, you know, we're going to meet next Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Perfect. We agree on the time. I say, in the meantime, can you send me your inventory? So I'll have them send me their uh, their inventory. 
That way, before I even get there, I'll have a suggested order based off of what they sold through, what they're missing. I'll have right up an agenda, so the agenda will look something like... Um, sure. Which I have to give you credit for, is that you're great at posting agendas and dictating meetings on how you want them to go. And, I mean, kind of taking yeah. control of... You have to just waste time and spin your wheels, you know? Yeah, and you have to walk in there and going... I know what's best for you. This is what you should take. I don't know how many times you told me that you're like, I push product because they didn't think they could sell it, but I knew they could and mm-hmm. I knew it was best for them and they were a little timid. And then I pushed this thing because I really thought that this was the best move forward for the company because you actually care about them and you want them to move product. And all of a sudden they're like apprehensive about taking the order and then they do and then you just crush it. And you're like, see, don't you? It's a fine line between I mean this is kind of a tangent but it's a fine line between um, knowing their business knowing what's best for the business so selling in enough that they won't run out but mm-hmm. selling in enough that you won't load them up either yeah. like they have to sell through you don't want to load them up but you don't want to be a, you don't want to like screw them for the holidays either mm-hmm. you know so it's, it's a fine line you don't want to sell them too much and you don't want to yeah, because also, too, you don't want to sell them too much because then they feel like you're only caring about your, yourself if exactly. you're putting so much product on them. They're like, but you knew I was going to sell this. Do you sell in something that they didn't want mm-hmm. and it works? Oh, you look like a genius. And your trust goes up. That seems like it's such a reoccurring theme amongst all of these episodes is trust is such a big thing. In oh, my God. Yeah, trust is such a big thing. Well, everything. I don't know. Do you want to get into this about... I, this week, we talked about in the last episode, which if this is one that airs, it would be episode seven, um, waking up a little bit earlier and all that. I mean, you want to dive into productivity and how that kind of maybe affected you? No, I want to save that piece for part a two, couple kind of? Yeah, part two. A part two of that yeah, whole I episode. Save, I want to save that for the part two. No, I was just spitballing and kind of because I remember re-listening to the whole thing. Yeah, I, I, think like, it's, uh, I think it falls under productivity, but I think it's also something that most people don't do. You know, so I did this week. I'm going to say that I figured it would take at least at least minimum three weeks to get your body used to it. Minimum. Waking up that early? Yeah. I woke up. I like, usually I, like you're not gonna wake up tomorrow naturally like that. You know what I mean? Like it's probably gonna take like three weeks for your body. To get used we can to go that. through it, and I'll talk about the program that I kind of. Yeah, let's say, let's say, let's, All right, say, fine. let's say. All right, so anyways, uh, so productivity. Um, so what do you do throughout the week? You set up agendas, everything. Yeah, else. so I'll set up meetings. Uh, I'll ask for the inventory beforehand, and this can go for. I mean, I would think pretty much any sales job you can kind of ask like uh for inventory or what's working what's not working so you kind of know what you can sell in before you even go into the uh into the meeting so like i said i'll ask for inventory they'll send me it so i'll know what they sold through i'll write a recommended order it's ready to go if i have a new product i'll write up a second order for the new product yeah so basically the agenda the way my agenda will look it'll be like um It'll be something along the lines of uh, sell through what they sold through since my last visit, current inventory, and then it'll go into uh, like order based off of what mm-hmm. they sold through on that current inventory. I'll literally write order on the agenda so they know I'm going to ask them for an order. Yeah, you don't want to hit them with – now, when you, send, now a, you send this agenda I mean, beforehand, I see, right? Yeah. Yeah. Do they have any idea where, how much or what product you're going to try no, to No, it's push? all bullet points. Okay. And I don't want them to. And I, it, to say order is not to give them a heads up. To say order is to put in their mind that they are... Buying? Yeah. 
and they're, they're, they know during this meeting, like, you are going to present an order. So, like, sometimes I'll do that, sometimes I won't. It just depends on the account, depends on the relationship, depends on a lot, which we can get into in a later episode. But would it be kind of depending on the fact that, like, sometimes you just go in there just to BS with people? And because you, you just develop that rapport, but then sometimes people know when they see you, it's to place an order and to get more product. I would say I never go into just to BS. Really? Ever. Why? I don't know. I just don't. I mean, you know me, dude. That's just not yeah, me. Yeah, dude. And you're very stoked. You're straight to the point. You're yeah, like. That's just not how I am. I, I was just. The only reason I posed that question was because I was curious if that you just tried to develop a rapport where people didn't always think you were selling. You were just kind of like. But it does, you know, say, all right, this is, we're getting like. I'm not. I'll, get, I'll get back to it. But, yeah. So we'll do a little side thing. Um. So if it's like a, a big, a big giant dealer and. It might be a business review. Like the meeting might be a business review where I'm not asking you for an order. I'm reviewing what we did last six months and we're figuring out a plan for the next six months. And I might not be asking an order because we already have everything on the books. It should be a purely business review. How are we moving forward? How, how are we looking this year? What do we need to pick up? Do we need to pick up advertising? Do we need to pick up sell through? Hmm? There might not be any orders asked, but I'm not, I'm not going to just a bullshit. Okay. Well, I guess that's kind of like there's a, always a happy a medium. Yeah, all right, a happy medium between the two. Like what I was saying when I go in there, and just bull, when I say go in there, and bullshit. I mean, go in there and talk about business, but you're not trying to get a sale off of them every single yeah, time. Yeah, every single time. Uh, there's always a goal, though. There's mm-hmm. always a goal. There's oh, yeah. no, there's no. I'm not. I'm not coming in just to shoot. The what shit. would be the point? I mean, there would be a point of developing a report and a develop a report and have a. Uh, Points of the meeting for both of you. I would agree. You can yeah. you can do both those simultaneously. Yeah, there's okay. no no point do I go in just to. Well, that's what I, I think. What I meant whenever I said bullshit was the fact that when you go in there, you're not trying to just sell. You're trying to talk about other things. It's not just like here. I want more of your money every single time you walk in there. Yeah, but there's always a clear cut reason why we're meeting. Mm-hmm. It's got to be productive for the both of us. So back to agenda. Um, so if I, depending on the type of person, what they are, sometimes I'll put like recommended order on it. And then that's when we'll talk through the first order. Um, but usually, like I said, I'll say sell through current inventory, which they already sent me and we'll just run through it really quickly. I'll already know it because I already looked at it before the meeting. I already wrote up recommended order. So after that, we'll go over the recommended order. I'll place order knowing they know too I have new product but I'm not showing them the new product until I get what's in line you know what's what's available now um, I want that order first and then we'll talk about the uh, new product later because it's most because if they get just the most companies have a budget mm-hmm. so they're going to want all the new product not the old stuff exactly. you want to give them the old stuff first. and then and they're going to expand their budget you're, you're and go, oh, double, now I want to put dipping. The, yeah, exactly. oh, shit, I want the new stuff too, but I've already placed the order for this. And I'll try both. to take all my new shit. That's and a just, good idea though. It I is. try to compile in the smallest mm-hmm. thing ever. So like they think, like I'm showing them like one thing mm-hmm. when really there's like 17 things I need to show them. <laughs> so they, they, in their heads, they're not like adding up dollars until we get through this first part. So I'll go through the first part. I'll close the deal for a uh, recommend order on, you know, what they need to order now. And then we'll go through like, what does merchandising look like? So there's still nothing about the new product. And then I'll be like, bam, here's the exciting stuff. Everybody's up out of their chairs, like freaking out, checking it out. 
and then we'll go through the new product and then I'll be like, okay, here's my recommended order in the new product. And again, like we talked about brevity before, when I give an order, when I give a recommended order, I don't talk. It's the first one that talks to the silence. So I'll literally be like, um, say, I wrote this order based off of what you think, I, what I think you can sell. And then I'll hand him the order and I will literally not say a single word. Have you ever lost a sale due to that tactic? Uh, no, it's the only time. I mean, if they ask questions, like mm-hmm. obviously I'll You're answer. Um, but the only time I've lost sales is when instead of saying yes, their first talk will be a, a question like, well, why did you put this on? And then and then it makes it harder because you got to battle back and and say why you added certain amount of this the certain quantity. But I would feel like that's a very select group of people though that are actually going to when you come in there and you, you learn who it is in your customer base who's mm-hmm. going to say that. And when you do that, and that's what I was kind of getting at when I said BS about everything like that is I feel like if you develop a relationship where you can accomplish both the bullshitting and have a productive meeting. But it makes it easier when you try to sell because you know that characteristic of that person mm-hmm. and it makes it easier to sell to them in the correct tactic to sell to them the more you actually get to know them you're not just trying to sell all the time. So that's what I was going to get at. So I'll have a few like I have a few customers I know that are going to do that. And typically, those are the same customers that when they sell out, they hit me up like freaking out that they're sold out. And I'm like, well, if you go back to the order we went over, you know, I told you this is what you should have ordered, and they always try to knock it down. So now I go in and I go in with a uh, order, so I've knew for the last few years. I'll go in and order with above mm-hmm. what I think they can sell because I know they're going to knock it down. And then we'll knock it down and we'll meet right where I think they can sell that product. And then we're both happy. Almost like, I mean, last time, you know, we were talking about like whenever you do interviews and everything, like how you go into an interview, you go, I want this salary. And you put something way up high and then knock it down and you go, Cool. I'm good. Well, it can't be too high where they're going to tell you to go fuck yourself, but yeah. it's got to be uh, a little high where they tell you no, you can negotiate. And I always try to keep it in that sweet spot where I think they won't run out, but I, you know, I think they won't run out and I think they won't get stuck with it. They might and if they stuck get with stuck with a, with a couple, little bit, it's not that big a deal. But then it earns trust, They'll like get, you said. Yeah. And especially if they're fucking killing it, you know? Yeah. If they're killing it, they're really going to be like, I didn't think I could ever do this. Like, thank you for looking out for me and know my business. Yeah, and then at the same time, if you're putting all this product on their shelf that they're moving and they're seeing the bottom line at the end, you're going, wow, look at all the stuff I put on my shelves. Look how much money I'm making off of it. Yeah. Ken really knows what's best for my company, and he's actually making me money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's huge. That's huge. And then the guy's like, shit. You try to push, let's just say, for instance, just arbitrary, just throw a number out there. You sold me 100K worth of product last year. And look how well it sold and everything else like that. You come back in, Ken walks in there and goes, here's 200K worth of product. You should buy this right now because I think you can move it. The guy's going to be like, well, last time he said 100K and we pushed it and look how much money I made. Why wouldn't I take his word for it and I'm going to take 200K for it now this year? Yeah, but if you uh, – I've also done this. I've also done where I've sold him too much <laughs> and got greedy and then – it really fucks you in the back end because now they no longer trust what you're going to say. Mm-hmm. They're still sitting on the shit you sold me a year ago. And uh, I did a lot when I was younger. You learned a little bit going forward, though. They definitely learned. Like, because the, ne- you know, the next, like, you'll see they're trying to. You're sell trying to build relationships. You're not trying to do one sale. Yeah. And I would say when I was younger, I was just like, 
dollar sign, dollar sign, dollar sign, dollar sign. Like not, I was just like, I'm don't care. I'm just trying to get big POs, you know? And then as I got older, I was like, I need to do what's best for my customer. And by doing what's best for your customer in the long end, it's going to be what's best for you also, mm-hmm. but always do what's best for your customer. But you know, like I said earlier on a budget podcast, I was 24, didn't know shit, but it was great. Uh, Great experience and great learning on the job and on the fly. Yeah, my dad. No, I mean, we do things. It's a different sales tactic, but we put numbers on items and try to you know push them out the door. And there's sometimes that price isn't an object necessarily. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But my dad has always taught me, and I don't know how factual this really is, but he always says, pigs get fat, hogs get slaughtered. He's like, Take enough that makes you happy and you're good with. Don't get greedy. Dude, I have a great conversation for you offline that we'll discuss about that. But yeah, I, full, I fully agree with him. At some point, you just say yes to the deal, right? Yeah, and he always told me that. And I always felt like that because I feel like sometimes you can get greedy and be like, oh, I'm going to ask for more. Like, I keep asking for more. Yeah, but once you ask, like, once you ask, you're, dude, this is a, a great, great story. So this dude, I, uh, I mean, he went back and did. It. I don't know how the fuck you do it, you know. But so, this dude I know, he's way older. He, uh, I can't remember. So let's say he was selling shoes, right? Mm-hmm. Let's say he was selling shoes to like dicks. This isn't who he's selling to. Let's just say for the story. So say he's selling shoes to dicks. He's like twenty five. This is his first like you know big time job, and he goes in and gets like a million dollar PO. And again, these are all different numbers and different names so he goes he gets like a million dollar PO and comes out and he's super pumped so it's the biggest PO he's ever got in his life it's a lot of money comes out calls his boss super excited his boss goes you fucking idiot you left a million dollars sitting on the table march your happy ass back in there <laughs> and get the order so dude he had to get up go imagine like the balls trying to get back up trying to get another million dollars go back oh in there God. and be like I know. sorry I screwed up well, yeah, I agree. Like, uh, I feel know, like it's a very fine line where you take, especially on what you're trying to sell, you know what you're going to make on each one of them, right? Regardless. Like my my industry, it's there's a lot of variables with we do a, lo- a lot of our own labor. So it's kind of a little different where there's a lot more risk involved. Yeah. But you put a number on it, you find a number that you're happy with. If somebody says like price really is an object that you're like, I, I can take mm-hmm. this. I'll make good money on it and move forward. But you don't try to get rich off the job. Belgium. Yeah, you, you're like, okay, I can, I'll can. i move forward mm-hmm. with this because there's a lot of times where we put numbers on things. I have another story based on uh, a company. I'll tell you offline that one too. You're going to be like, no way. But no, I, I've always, my dad's always said that. And I think it's really resonated with me is that pigs get fat, hogs get slaughtered. You take your fill. You yeah. take what you're happy with. Don't get greedy. Don't you get somebody, greedy with it. People in the industry are gonna know. You they them. get you get they greedy. They talk. And you know what? The, I don't care what industry you're in. Everybody talks. And I found out too when you get greedy is that you get that one, right? Mm-hmm. You get that one sale because they're like they're packed in the corner and they're like, I need this one, whatever it is, buying a product from you, needing me for a job. Yeah. But they know they paid too much. And they know you dicked them. So they don't trust you going yeah, forward you'll never get that relationship again never ever ever um, ever ever again so in the long run yeah you might get that one job but in the long run 
if you just take a little bit and what makes you happy, they're going to feel trustworthy and they're going to give you 10 times more than what you would have got if you would have put all your eggs in that one basket at the very beginning. Yeah. So that, no, that's totally like I'm all about, don't try to get greedy, take what you can and move forward. But oh, I mean, one thing, shit, well, I remember, um, <laughs> well, the one thing I want to touch on my agenda too, uh, you just remind me when you put, when I finish the agenda, so it'll be like, like you said, like sell through your current inventory, merchandising, new product, new order, blah, 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 whatever the hell I want to talk about at the end. I always say, do you have uh, any questions or concerns you'd like to add? Mm-hmm. And that way, going into the meeting, you already know what they're pissed off about. Or if they're not pissed off, they're happy. You already know what they want to talk about going into the meeting, so you can already have kind of all their nose already made up going into it. <clears throat> of course, they might keep a couple off, but... That'll... Right, so you, the put, of it. you put agendas together, and this is kind of a way that I deal with things, at least in my business life, is that I don't answer phone calls the first time unless I have a means of communication with that person beforehand Mm -hmm. because you know why I don't like them dictating how the conversation is going to go or me not knowing you want to hear the voicemail like all that and want to know what they want to know about because Mm -hmm. I feel like you go into it blind if there's a phone number that pops up and somebody calls me and I don't know what they're actually calling about or if it's an unknown caller that's calling me I'll never answer it because I'm like I don't know what you're calling about and all of a sudden you're speaking off the cuff and you don't haven't done the research you don't have the not that you don't have the intelligence but you're not prepared one thing i will say is if you don't know just say you don't know you'll find the answer like don't make shit up oh no 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 no, no i'm just saying I this completely as like a, a be all as like a as a rule of the thumb, truth like shall set you yeah. free that's in everything if you don't you can, know go. i don't know how many times people are like hey what's this i'm like i, I haven't no like, dude, I don't know. Idea what's going on. Answer, yeah, I'll get back to you. But I, I've always, I've started to, I don't answer phone calls with people if I don't know what they're calling me about because I feel like it puts them in an advantageous position mm-hmm. where they already have all of their ducks in a row, what they're gonna pepper me with, and I'm reacting opposed to being proactive. So I kind of totally just like sit back. They call me. It goes to voicemail. I listen to voicemail know what they're calling about and then I call them back with the information I need to know it's about it's all on hand and it's, so that's just like kind of a like I don't know little managing thing I kind of do but yeah I don't know how we got here on productivity but no but I think it was an actual would you say it was an intelligent conversation about how you yeah, and I want to work with a good conversation I mean alright so this is getting a little wordy but I think it's a good content like yeah I think we do uh, so maybe a follow up one on like self-management self-management which i could talk totally talk about because i think the most productive way to go through your week is not having any other any anything else inhibiting you from being productive like i would say that me being productive is i'll make sure i get all my personal shit done on the weekends yeah 100 you know what i mean there's always shit that's gonna come groceries laundry no yeah you obviously you have a kid so things pop up that you can't i'm not even saying personal i'm saying even your job is always shit going to come up. But if you can plan out like a Sunday evening or re- get up really early on Monday mm-hmm. and plan out what you need to plan yep. out, it'll be so much more productive than if you're going to a meeting and you're sitting in the parking lot a half hour early trying to figure all your shit out. Yep. You just plan it out. Well, that's what I like to on a Sunday. I'll probably like chalk out like 
two, three hours. It's usually what I do. I just sit down, eat some dinner, and get on the laptop. And, and you know what out. I do is I go through – it's weird, but I will go through my emails, and I'll just down arrow through every single one of them in the previous week. Because I don't know about you, but especially when you're on the road and you're checking emails, sometimes you look at it, glance at it, it opens it, and you don't really acknowledge it. You see it, but you don't I usually just keep them bank uh, it. unread. And then I just yeah, go I don't do that. Maybe that's something I need to yeah, do. Just keep them unread, and we still open the my, t- my tool for that is I go through it in the next – or like on a Sunday, and I go through every one of my emails to make sure there's nothing like pertinent that I really missed. Now, obviously, I do it like weekly too. Or daily, where I go like every at the end of the day, I'm like, okay, anything crazy that I missed throughout this. But at the end of the week, I make sure, okay, all my schedules, anything pertinent, any kind of crazy issues I have to go through. That's the nice thing about owning your own company. I can't wait a week, so I either I, if I read it, I'll keep it unread, and that way I can filter all unread messages. So I got, I got to answer them, you know. That's a good idea, and I've never thought about that. Is that because you can open something, read it, and then you can mark it as unread? Yeah. Because like, I'll read a bunch of like emails that I don't have to do anything for mm-hmm. because of that. And all the important ones, I'll just keep on read. And then as soon as I can get a second, and then I'll figure it out. And I like that. It. Maybe I could I, – I will say maybe I'll try that going forward is that I'll look at something, acknowledge it like in my mind, but then I'll keep it on unread. So at the Especially end of if it – if it's important. If it's not important, just mark it as read and then – yeah, so we can just filter no, you all your important emails right there. Right I like there. that, but no, I do the same thing. Like on a Sunday, I go like spend a couple of hours just kind of putting a rough schedule together of what I want to do for the week and yeah. kind of the goals I'm trying to accomplish. But you know how it is you set these goals, and the next thing you know, you're like, oh, boom, bomb goes and just shit goes to hell. And you're like, that didn't go how I wanted it to go. And yeah, but if you plan early in the week, uh, like I was saying before, you set your meetings the week before. You sit down on like a Sunday or month, early, early Monday before you go do your stuff and you put together kind of a plan for each meeting. That's going to take you a long way through that week. So if something does come up, you're not so dis- uh, discombobulated where like, you're like, you know, trying to figure you're, shit on Yeah, the you're fly. just trying to react opposed yeah, to being you're proactive. You're very proactive Yo, if, if you plan that shit out the week before. No, but... You want to wrap this one up because I think we can yeah. go into a whole other tangent about managing yourself. And I kind of like these. I think you and I are getting better into the conversations about the work thing and actually delving into real life scenarios and all that. So, yeah, so this and this one here, and then we can do a follow up one next. Our um, follow up one next, or after the one we do about talking about some of the people, our peer, not peers, but people we value their opinions and waking up early and all that stuff like that. So we will sprinkle this one in amongst mm-hmm. one of those one episodes. Yeah. Um, but no, this is the next episode of Beers, Bourbon, Business, and Broskies. It's kind of all I got. You good? I'm good, man. Thanks right. for listening, guys. Hey, it's Friday. Everybody enjoy your weekend, and we'll talk to you. Thanks.